BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hey, friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. Hi, 
Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. If we can get into the perspective that there's value for us in helping our soon-to-be ex maneuver through this process more effectively, because ultimately we'll get to the other side of this divorce. Right. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing for a lot of us because we're in contention, we're in like, I want to just get out of this or I'm done with this. But if you can sit there for a moment and go, okay, wait, if I can make this a little bit easier for this other person, this other human that I've been married to, if I can do one or two little things to get make it easier for this other human going through this process, it might make it easier for me. And that's a huge paradigm shift, but I, I want to challenge us all to kind of put that light in there because I, I think it's true. Welcome to another episode of JBD Team Talks. I'm here today with Diane Dempster. Welcome, Diane. Hi, Karen. We're here talking about when you're emotionally out of step with your spouse. And what we want you to think about is uh, when a divorce begins, one or the other spouse usually has been unhappy for a while, um, uh, trying to mend the marriage, um, uh, working through therapy, and perhaps the other spouse is in a different place. And when one person makes a decision to move forward and the other person is caught by surprise, whether or not you think they should be, what happens? And that's what we want to talk about. What happens emotionally in that emotional divorce recovery piece? And how can you look at it differently and benefit uh, from a different perspective? Well, and, and just even as you're describing that, Karen, part of this is just kind of the difference between the emotional process and the practical process, because what happens, and if, if you're the one that's kind of in the lead and, and initiating the process, it's a sort of, you've been thinking, like you just said this, you've been thinking for a while, I'm unhappy, this may not be a good fit, I might need to move forward, change my relationship, um, whatever it is. And so it's, you get to a certain point and you're like, yep, I need to do something. And you've made a decision, but there's been all this emotion and processing the grief that everything else that's happened up until now for you. And then you want to jump into the practical process, which is, you know what, I'm definitely moving forward with this. I want to initiate the process of divorce. And so you're thinking, okay, I got to move forward with the practical steps of the divorce. And whether your partner was surprised or should have been surprised or shouldn't have been surprised, they're now, oh, wait, this is really happening, right? It's a sort of, this is really happening, triggers that emotional process. And so then they're trying to deal with, 
the emotional stuff that you've been dealing with for however months, years, whatever, on top of dealing with the practical stuff, because you're ready to deal with the practical stuff. And then, and then we get impatient or we get whatever. I mean, it ends up in a hot mess because this person's really emotional when we're beyond on some level, beyond some of our emotion. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the the first thing, if you're listening, you might be thinking he or she should have known or, yeah. or they absolutely knew. And so, so if that's the case, uh, what, what we want to tell you is even if you've been in counseling, even if you've been having these conversations, if somebody, if your spouse seems surprised and shocked, they're going to go into a grieving process. Um, and, and the first, often the first is that denial. And so just to know that whether or not you, you have a judgment of what they should have known, um, today's episode is about how they respond to you and what you can do that brings value to both of you moving forward. And so to Diane's point, uh, not only, and, and this was my position, not only had I already begun grieving the death of my marriage, I had researched attorneys, I had talked to people, I had done, done my due diligence so that I could feel confident going to my spouse and saying, hey, um, this isn't working. I think we need to look at divorce. And so there's a huge amount of energy and thought and time and processing that the person who uh, who suggests the divorce um, has gone through. And that other person, even if they've been in counseling, certainly me and my ex had been in numerous, numerous uh, marriage counseling sessions, they may be in such unbelief that you've made this decision that they are just starting that grieving process, just beginning their emotional uh, divorce, as we're saying at that point. Well, and, and here's the thing, and this is the huge paradigm shift, and we can dig into this now or later, but our, if we can get into the perspective that there's value for us in helping our soon to be ex maneuver through this process more effectively, because ultimately we'll get to the other side of this divorce. Right. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing for a lot of us. Cause we're in contention. We're in like, I want to just get out of this or I'm done with this. But if you can sit there for a moment and go, okay, wait, if I can make this a little bit easier for this other person, this other human that I've been married to, if I can do one or two little things to get, make it easier for this other human going through this process, it might make it easier for me. And that's a huge paradigm shift, but I, I want to challenge us all to kind of put that light in there because I, I think it's true. Do you, Karen? Well, when I was going through my divorce and those who've listened know it was three and a half years, I had an attorney say to me, your divorce will only move as quickly as the slowest moving person. And right. my ex had heels dug in. He was standing in front of the, the judge saying, she does not have grounds for divorce. She has to come home and stay with me. Like that's how dug in his heels yeah. were. And so to your point, 
you can do two things with the person who's not ready to move forward. You, you can get into conflict, you can bully, you could berate, you could beg, or you can have grace and try and find out what they need so that the two of you can move forward. So the truth is whether you, whether you do this in um, a more conflict oriented way or not, uh, your divorce is going to move as quickly as the slowest moving person. And so there's clearly value for everybody in finding a way to help your soon to be ex move forward. And if you're listening and you're the person who's stuck, um, it's going, we have some tips for you too, because if you're soon to be ex can't support you in moving forward, um, at a pace that, that, um, that honors where you are, we can give you some tools and strategies for asking yeah. for what you need. Well, and I think that's, that happens a lot. It's like, I've got a couple of clients right now who they're seeing their their spouse kind of dig in their heels. I've got one in particular and she's just going like snail's pace, not getting the paperwork done and doing this and doing that. And 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 he's he's kind of seeing it as, oh, maybe she's trying to manipulate this. Maybe she's trying to keep me in. Maybe she's trying, you know, it's like this sort of, he's trying to interpret interpret this kind of digging in her heels. And the minute we do that, the minute we create a story about the underlying motive, it's a story, right? It's a sort of, we can't know for sure what, you know, maybe it's a little bit of manipulation. Maybe it's a lot of grief. Maybe it's Denial. I mean, just use that word denial, which is part of the grief process, right? right? But if we, the minute we start trying to go, okay, this shouldn't be happening, or, 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 you know, they're trying to manipulate me. We, we don't want to lose our power, and and I think that that's the piece of it is that just because your spouse is digging in their heels doesn't necessarily mean that we've lost control of the process. It may be just a natural part of the process. Well, and, and that's exactly it is. It is a natural part of the process. And so what we do when we say he's being or she's being manipulative or controlling is now we've brought judgment into the center of this yeah. thing. And if you know, if you're listening and you know, you're the one who said, you know what, I'm done, I'm ready, let's do this. Um, this person you've been married to is going to need time. Even if you've said it a hundred times before, this time you mean it, they need time. They need time to process and uh, and those grieving stages that one kind of bounces around like a pinball machine, it's denial, it's depression, it's anger, it's bargaining and it's acceptance. And so when you can step back from your judgment and start noticing that, okay, they need some time and maybe even inquiring, um, then you're opening up some space that's going to allow for, for your soon to be ex to figure out what he or she needs and then be able to move forward. Um, well, yeah, let me say that just a little bit differently because that bargaining one is like one that kind of like flashes so loudly, right? It's just sort of, we've are, we're done bargaining. Like if you're the one that's initiating the process, you're done bargaining. I've made a decision. I'm I'm at the fence. I'm moving forward. And part of that grief process for your your spouse is bargaining, right? It's this sort of they've got to go through that step in the process. And so if we aren't willing to kind of 
had that conversation or give them the space to let them bargain and, and say, yeah, I know, I get it. You want it to work. I, I wish it could work or whatever, you know, whatever your language is, the most grace and compassion is, is I'm going to ask you to muster. And, and my story is a little bit different than yours, Karen. People can go back and listen to my episode, but it's like, I was so fiercely committed to having, you know, a, a conscious and connected divorce and post-divorce relationship with my ex. I had to keep reminding myself, compassion, 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 compassion. This person's going through this in a different way than I did as a different perspective of this than I do. And if I fight their perspective, we're going to end up in conflict. If I go, whoa, wait, this person's just seeing it differently than I am. How do I move us forward knowing that they see it differently than I do? It's a whole mindset shift, which keeps us empowered, right? It's just sort of worse. We want to move this forward, but I want to move it forward knowing how they're seeing it and not fighting how they're seeing it. Going through divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. So Diane and I went through very two incredibly different divorces and I was fairly unconscious going through most of my divorce. And so I had a just, great coach. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. You're so welcome. I want to talk about um, what a little bit about what bargaining might look like, too, because mm -hmm. I think that it's not just please, can we try again? It's it could be anything from you're just going through a midlife crisis or it's it's your mother or your family that hates me so much. And why do you have to listen to them? Or there or can even, be. Yeah, I was just going to say, sorry, I cut you off. But um, like bargaining might look like a behavior, like this sort of, oh, you can't do this. Right. It's a sort of you can't you know, you can't take the kids on vacation this year. Right. This sort of you know, it's this sort of there's this. It's almost like positioning for power is what bargaining really looks like. It's a sort of it's energetic sort of, I feel disempowered and I want to feel more in control of what's going on. That's really what's underneath bargaining, right? And so that's where that disconnect happens because if we're in a place of power and, we, and we're afraid of letting go of that power, but they need more power, it, you know, we forget that both of you have to feel empowered in order to effectively move the situation forward, or you're going to end up in conflict and in stalemate and, you know, and 
I mean, not that most divorces don't take years and years and years, but that's the kind of stuff that tends to extend it, right? That's right. And, and so, and to a certain degree, especially if you've been married for a while, um, you, you can listen to, uh, what your spouse is saying or his or her actions and know that they're grasping. Like there are going to be things where you just know, um, what's going on. And so, if we're going, if we're interpreting it as you're being manipulative and trying to control, then we're going to be reacting from that kind of level to conflict-oriented, angry, um, judgmental place. And right. that's not a good way to grease the rails for someone moving forward. It's actually uh, a really good way to keep someone stuck in what now that now they're just stuck in the fight. And so we yeah. want to offer you just a couple of tips on uh, on what you can do uh, to number one, to to notice, to pay attention to how your spouse is responding afterwards. And one of the things that I always recommend is when you can acknowledge and validate somebody, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to agree with him or her, but you can acknowledge and validate that, um, you know, what you're see saying and, and how you're feeling makes sense, given your perspective, uh, that that is disarming. That allows someone to bring their defenses down a little bit. And so that's well, the first thing. Well, yeah. And let's say, I want to reiterate that because so many times people think, oh, if I acknowledge, then that they're going to think that I agree with them and I don't agree with them. And, right. and that there are ways, there is language. And you gave that great example, which is sort of, uh, that makes, it makes perfect sense that you would see it that way. And I, and I don't see it the, the same way, but I understand that you do, right? It's this sort of acknowledging them is a way to deflate. It's that sort of, again, we're talking about giving grace and compassion as a way to move them forward, move them uh, move them through the, through the grief process is ultimately what you're trying to do. And when you're going through a divorce, the bottom line is you're there because there have been a lot of disagreements. And so yeah. agreeing to disagree, that's what acknowledging and validating is really saying, I hear you, um, you know, the way you're perceiving it, how you're feeling makes sense. And, and I have a different perspective and, and we can agree to disagree. And there are things you can agree to disagree on, but in those early stages, just, just giving that acknowledgement and validation and then not taking them personally. And that that's just it's it's a great rule in general is to not take anybody else personally when it comes to your soon to be ex and what they say and how they behave and how they react. If you could take a step back and truly see that 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 is about them finding their way to navigate this brutal, uh, scary, uncomfortable, new a chapter that you're inviting them into and, and trust that whatever comes out of their mouth or their behavior is really about them trying to navigate it. Yeah. Well, and then, so then I want to kind of talk a little bit about the other side of it, because on, on the, if you're in the lead, that grace and compassion and validation can be the great tool. But what if you're on the other side, Karen, it's like, you're the one that's been surprised by, and you're now trying to get caught up with a person who's ready to get divorced already um, and, and starting to move forward with the practical when you're just barely going with 
oh, wait, this is really, really happening. This is, oh my Absolutely. gosh. And I had a fellow I worked with. I've had a couple of clients in, on either side of this exact struggle, but I had this fella and his, his wife had clearly, you know, she had, she had already gone through it and she was there, she was ready. And there was so much pressure for him to either hire the mediator or the attorney, whatever it was, and to start taking these practical steps. And he was in such an emotional fog and he was being condemned and, and judged and belittled for not moving. And so it was only causing him to be more and more paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And so her, his wife's desire to move him forward, all of her steps and behaviors were doing the exact opposite. And what him and I talked about was setting boundaries. Number one, it's important if you're that person to realize that you are in the grieving process, right? And so you need to realize it first. So even if your spouse doesn't realize it and he or she just told you they want a divorce, for you to number one, notice that and, and do some research. We've got podcasts on grief and articles on the website on grief. So definitely go and check those out because understanding the grieving process, understanding the, the storm of emotions and feeling um, schizophrenic and, you know, happy one day or frustrated one day and angry the next day and sad the next day. That is all so normal. So first you need to understand the process that you're going through and then you need to figure out what you need. And so if it's slowing things down so that you can begin to process, then learning to set boundaries, to ask for what you need, and then to uphold those boundaries is really key. Well, and what what's coming up as you're saying that, Karen, it's like this sort of, it, it, there's this phase of denial and we're going to all go, through, you know, there's always that piece of it. But once you're past that denial and you're in all these other pieces to be able to articulate, I, I need more time. It's not that I'm moving, not moving forward. It's that I need more time to move forward and being that clear can, can be helpful so that ideally your, your, your spouse can see you not as, you know, a, digging in your heels and refusing, but needing more time and space to make it happen effectively and, and or in a healthy way for you. Right. And that's, and that's a boundary is to say, I, I, you might not even know, you might say, I don't know how much time I need, but I know that I can't have a conversation about hiring attorneys for at least a month uh, to be able to say that. Can we, can we agree to wait a month and then do another check-in? Um, and, and if you know that if you get pushed, the bottom line is nobody can force you to hire an attorney or to meet with a mediator. And so don't you be bullied. Right. And so you can right. set and and you want to do this. You want to you want to make every effort to take care of yourself. Um, and so you, you, you decide what that boundary is, what that time frame is. You present that time frame. You're asking, but in some ways you're telling because the truth is this is what I need. And then if you ask for agreement to then, can we revisit this at X amount of time? Now you've given yourself some space. And even if they're not happy with it, um, 
there may be a lot of that that happens throughout the divorce. You've given yourself some space to wrap your head and your heart around what's happening next. Well, and so I'm listening. Some of some of our listeners are saying, but what if they are manipulating? What if they are just trying to make it? I mean, I, I'm going back to your story about your husband kicking and screaming and saying, no, she's got to come home. This right. is not going to happen. I mean, how I mean, how do you know? Right. And that's a great question because uh, Diane and I were talking offline about how this is really the early stages of divorce. And so one thing that happens is uh, some people get stuck in denial. Some people I've actually coached someone recently who was four years post-divorce and still very much in denial. So he happened to get very dragged through the process in his perspective. And, and he's still completely emotionally married post-divorce and, mm -hmm. and now working on that. And so denial is very healthy. There's a reason for it. Um, and it's in the early stages. If you find yourself weeks and months down the road and you're still in denial, you, you need to get therapeutic support. And if your spouse is in that position, um, you can encourage them to get therapeutic support and, um, you know, and so, so that's where it changes. And then the manipulation. So in, in my, in my situation, uh, there was a heels in throughout most of the process. I would say three quarters of the process. Uh, I don't think I navigated it very well. I think now, years later, I would, I would have more grace. I would have more, um, uh, I would be more supportive of, of what he needed. And yet there was a certain amount that was manipulation because there was a sense of, um, will play chicken or how long can she last or how much money does he or she have? And so those do come into play. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so we've had tools for the person in the lead, which were grace, not taking it personally and, and acknowledging what's going on for the, the person who's in, in the lagging position. We talked about if you're in the um, lagging position, you know, putting a boundary in place and, and asking for more time and being really clear about what you'd need as a tool that we would give. Is there another tool on that side for folks who are kind of in that lagging space? Is it, is it know that you're in grieving and the grieving process? You did say that, like yes. understand the grief process, understand what the phases are, acknowledge where you're at, get help if you need it to move and, through it. And if you're not skilled and schooled in boundaries, um, mm -hmm. That would be that would be something that will be very valuable for the rest of your life and certainly through your divorce. And so if you're thinking, you know, well, I may tell him or her, but they won't abide. Um, you want to you want to search our podcast for boundaries and how to uphold boundaries, because that's a skill set that's vital and that will help you going forward. Or you could reach out for a rapid relief call and speak to one of our coaches and get some coaching around how to set that boundary. So. So, yes, on the, if you're on the lagging end, you want to completely understand the grieving process. You want to um, 
figure out what you need in terms of boundaries, set them. And if you don't know how to do some research on our website and in our podcast for upholding those boundaries. And if you're the one who's further ahead, still understanding the grieving process is always vital because you're going to need it for you, but you also need it for your soon to be ex. And then, um, and then grace and grace is not easy when we're going through a divorce. And yet grace is invaluable. So grace and not taking personally the way your soon to be ex is behaving is going to give you some emotional space for the other things that you need to be attending to. Well, and the, and the la- I don't know if this is the last thing, but the other thing is like awareness, right? It's just sort of, we were talking about the emotional divorce versus the practical divorce and, and they overlap. And sometimes, I mean, you were just describing this situation where sometimes the emotional divorce takes years after the yes. practical divorce, or sometimes the emotional divorce ends when the practical divorce ends. And, and I think that that's the piece of it is like, and it's going to be different for you than it is for your partner. And so knowing that and being aware of that and going, oh, wait, this person's still emotionally going through the process or still practically, you know, it's a sort of, even though we're practically done, there's still this emotional piece done. Just knowing that that's part of what's going on can really help shift you. So you're not misinterpreting their behavior. You're seeing it more clearly and, and understanding where they're at. And because every upset is a setup for personal growth, when you're triggered by your soon-to-be ex not moving fast enough, uh, you have an opportunity to step back and reflect on what am I afraid of? Am I afraid he or she is going to control me? Um, why am I being triggered? Um, how am I behaving? How can I behave differently? So the opportunities, divorce is such a, a fertile field for um for self-awareness and self-growth. And through all of this, the opportunity for you to always come back to you. How am I reacting? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I behaving? How might I do this differently that could be more valuable both for me and for the process in general? Well, and I want to go back to what we said early on, which is this sort of be willing to consider that finding ways to make the process easier for them might also make the process easier for you. And I know that's not, that's not always a a fun thing to say, and it could be true. Right. And, and if they're moving slower, um, anything you uh, can do um, to ease that process for both of you is going to be a win-win and looking for a win-win is always a good thing. And so When you're emotionally out of step with your spouse, especially in the early stages, uh, you're in different different, uh, parts of your grief journey and process. And no matter whether you're before or in front, uh, there are strategies that you can learn from this podcast that you can implement that will help you uh, ease the journey for both of you and begin to move things forward. Awesome. That What else is there to say? This is awesome. Uh, that's a wrap. Um, stay tuned for the next episode of JBD Team Talks. If you're in our Facebook group, go in, pop in a question or comment, and Diane and I will jump in and uh, engage with you on that platform. Have a great day.
Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hey, friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.